0: If
1: you are an HR professional, business owner, or at the operations level trying to understand what people want, you may be struggling, our systems have been shocked, practices have been questioned, and culture is the leading conversation. Let's learn how culture is created, sustained, and why it should be the leading conversation when discussing hiring, training, and retention. This is the foundation of any business, and it's time to address it. So tune in to Let's Talk HR, humanizing the conversation. We tackle topics that influencers of change need to understand and struggle to overcome every day, such as where to start and what the new workforce wants and how to attract and keep positive momentum going. I'm your host, Leanne Lovely. Whitney Rakowski worked a corporate marketing job for 12 years while juggling a hobby real estate investment side hustle with her partner, She finally joined the Great Resignation in 2021. Whitney now has her real estate license, but mainly focuses on managing and simplifying their real estate portfolio. She founded Office Leasing Simplified in 2021 to help other business owners cut through the confusion of terms and potential hidden fees other companies charge. Their goal is to simplify the leasing process so business owners can focus on their business and grow their profitability. She now manages office space primarily in Brookfield and Greenfield, Wisconsin. The transition away from her W-2 job allows more time with her family and trying to squeeze in some self-care. I'm so excited to to speak with my guest today because it shows both sides of the coin, business ownership and a W-2 position that many of us face while trying to have our own business. Whitney, hi. It is so awesome to have you on today. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: So why don't we jump right in? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself?
0: So... I have been in the corporate W-2 world for quite some time, different roles, Um, but on the side, my partner and I have invested in real estate, working on residential, fixing them up, Um, but my husband and I now lovingly refer to me as the exponent, which he jumped into and was kind of interested in, you know, let's just maybe add one more property Um, And then uh, we jumped in looking at commercial space and lots of podcasts and videos and just books. And so now we have transitioned from more the residential B2C side of things into the B2B side of things. And we've launched our brand called Office Leasing Simplified, which we really try to cater to working with other business owners and entrepreneurs, making the perfect space for them, because we've realized that commercial, they have a lot of... Um, acronyms and phrases that the common person just doesn't know and we we want to make it easy so they can focus on their business and be profitable.
1: That's awesome and so and you mentioned that you know my next question was your husband and you decided to become business owners um, and now you have office leasing simplified but what I find really intriguing and not that it, so obviously during 2021 interest rates were I mean, they were awesome for that, right? They're awesome to go and buy a property. But there's also something else that's going on during the economy. A lot of businesses were remote. So I got to ask, what <laughs> what's going on at this point in your head when you're thinking, yeah, let's buy a commercial, you know, building and lease out space? Was that, you know, what was going through your head at that time?
0: So we were actually under contract to purchase our first office building in we were supposed to close March of 2020. And then the world flipped upside down. Okay. And the building was 50% vacant. And we were just like, are we is this a sign? Were we supposed to take this? You know, it's not really the move we should do because there's a lot of fear around commercial office space and a lot of risk, you know, but a lot of reward as well. So we decided to jump on in and ironically, because most people were working remote and businesses were shut down, those entrepreneurs finally had time. They finally had time to say, you know what, I've outgrown my space. You know what, I need to reduce, you know, pull in my expenses. And we filled the building within a year, um, partially because Al was able to renovate the spaces perfectly for the tenants, partially because of the networking and the, you know, just we're working with business owners. So we found it to be a perfect time. So then we bought another building in Brookfield shortly, you know, a year later.
1: Wow. And <laughs> you know, most most people would go that you're you're crazy, but wow, you so it was you said 50% vacant mm-hmm. and you filled up every space within mm-hmm. a year. Yep. That is that is amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Congratulations on that. And so you bought another building. So now you own two buildings. You own one, I believe, from your bio in Brookfield and one in Greenfield.
0: We have a few other properties. So we still have a few stragglers of residential and we have another commercial building up north that's a single tenant. Um, But these two office buildings have multiple tenants in them. So one is 15,000 square feet. The other one's 45,000 square feet. So pretty big buildings, but we found also by those buildings were unique that if someone is growing, they can grow within our building and don't have to necessarily change their whole address, or they can reduce and kind of pull in their expenses. And and so we're kind of unique in that size and that opportunity.
1: That's, that's great. So you, um, and you mentioned you were a W-2 employee. So when did you take the leap from being a W-2 employee to then being that sole entrepreneur and saying, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to walk away from that, that I know I have a paycheck. I know that that money's coming in. And now is your husband still, is he still W2 or are you both now hundred percent on the business?
0: So it, I think 2020 burned me out because in reality I was working full time. I then had to take care of our one and our three-year-old at home, mostly by myself because no one would help (laughs) And I was also, we had just closed on that commercial building and I'm learning and I didn't give myself credit, but I was learning how to do commercial real estate. I mean, we had done it before, but there's just different, there's, it's a new job. Um, how to market it, how to do the leases, all of these things are different then and negotiate it compared to residential. So I think that burned me out. Um, but then later on that year, I decided to get my real estate license. And we kind of, like I said, we dream big. We're like, my husband's not a goal person, but like what if we sold all of these and just bought another one? You know, I think we like this, you know, B2B side of the real estate. And so in April, we bought the Brookfield building, April 2021. And then I left my W-2 after I signed two good leases. I wanted just to kind of prove myself that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And so I left in June of 2021. And then now Al actually has left in May of 2022. So he's a few months out himself. And he's just told me last night, he's like, I didn't think I was going to be this busy but I continue to sign new leases and he's doing the build outs for him and just general building maintenance. Um, We definitely have buildings that the previous owners thought this would be easy and it takes work, right? It is a new job. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of effort and, but we love it. New hurdles every day.
1: Right. So you, for, for over a year, you were out of the W2 world. Your husband was still W2 employee. So you had that income coming in a little bit of a, you know, Security, but now you're both out and running your own business and making it work and and doing the thing. That's that's awesome.
0: We're both part of the Great Resignation. I, I didn't know that was necessarily a thing, and mm-hmm. that we were going to both jump in at the same time. But we just learned that we were spending money on having other people do the role. And in this day and age, it's very difficult to get contractors. So you know, he has the skill set. He loves swinging the hammer. You know, I, I couldn't get him back into joining me full-time fast enough. So I'm glad that he he's made that transition.
1: Great. So you, okay, by trade, your background is in marketing? Correct. Okay. And by trade, what is his background in?
0: He was an electrician. He is a boiler steam fitter. He, you know, all of the random, like sprinkler fitter, all of the randomness that you need for commercial space. That is him. So that's why it was really amazing when we made this transition. We're like, this combines both of our skill sets. And mm-hmm. so we both, you know, are needed to run our business and we're allowed to stay in our lane, but now we're kind of managing each other, right? Now we're kind of, Hey, did you get that done? And it's interesting because you're used to having more coworkers. Um, so we, we continue to evolve and work through it, but it's, it's been awesome.
1: Right. You, you're holding each other accountable, At your work, as well as at home, I'm assuming, for, you know, now it's not just at home, you're holding each other, because you mentioned you have children as well. You have young children. Mm
0: -hmm. So now
1: you now you have to hold each other accountable for work and work life balance and and life at home. That's got to be an interesting dynamic.
0: One of the things I've started for the accountability side of things is, and this is while he was still working because, and it wasn't a mean comment, but he's like, I don't really know what you do all day. You're just kind of curious of how do you fill your days? And so what I started, because the whirlwind happens, the whirlwind of the days, the chaos, something starts on fire somewhere. Um, and so things just happen. So I can get you know distracted in the whirlwind. So I started texting him every morning saying, hey, the, these are the three things I'm going to tackle today. And just so he was kind of aware and he say, hey, don't forget to do this lease or this resigning and don't forget that. Um, it's like, okay. But then also I could look back and say, oh, that's what I wanted to do today. So with him, we've kind of started a similar system because otherwise you can easily get, you know, things that aren't focused on the business, the, the biggest goals for our business and kind of just dabble if that makes sense. Right. Yeah.
1: No, and that's, I think that, um, in any business, you have to have somebody either an equal, or if you are managing a team, you have to have some some way of holding each other accountable in a non—I um, want to—I kind of want to say non-managerial way. So it's a here's what I'm going to do today, and and you're setting your own goals, right? Here's what I'm mm-hmm. going to do today. I'm going to deliver this to you today, and, and it can be at any. You know, you can be working at any type of job at all, but Mm -hmm. you set your own goals and tell your accountability partner, your account, right? And Mm -hmm. then at the end of the day, if you haven't accomplished that, the only person that you have to blame is yourself. And yes, we all have explosions happening. Trust me. You know that I know we were talking prior to even starting this of, hey, is, you know, how's your chaos happening today? <laughs> I, and I mentioned that, you know, I, uh, I have, I'm chaos free at this moment and that's a, a good feeling because it's happening around us at any given time, all the time, but we have to have, you know, that, that moment of right now, this is the, the task I'm going to tackle. And that's great that you guys can, you know, hold each other, you know, accountable or really, really it's a matter of holding your, yourself accountable. But by speaking those words out loud, mm-hmm. it makes all the difference.
0: Yep. There's, I would love, and I joke often, that I say, I would love to have clean closets, like to have them perfectly organized where everything is just perfect and beautiful. And, but in reality, and now especially switching, I think a lot of people realize when they were at home, they're like, okay, even when I am home, I'm not organized, you know, even I'm forced to be in my own home, I can't do it. But for me, it's that wasn't making us money. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, you know, we try to have just distill it down to basics is does this make us money? Does it save us money? Does it simplify our life? Mm-hmm. And if we're at least tackling items that fall into those categories every single day, we'll move our business in our forward. And I think for every entrepreneur, it's identifying, you know, really, that's focusing on profitability. But There's a lot of different elements of what that means for everyone's individual business. Or for if you're working for someone else in a company, how are you going to make the company more profitable?
1: There are a ton of things that have to be done every day, but there are only a certain amount of things that have to be done that are revenue generating tasks. And those always have to go at the top of the list. Everything else needs to be at the bottom of the list. And if you can get to those things, Great. But mm-hmm. the ones that are revenue generating tasks, those are the ones that absolutely have to get checked off first. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I wish that I you know could say that yeah, I'm I'm brilliant and I, I created that tagline or, but that's just a, a that's just a fact. I mean, yeah. if you did everything else, all of the easy stuff first all the time, you would never ever get anywhere, right? And usually the revenue-generating tasks are the ones that we're like, oh, I wish I could push that one off because they're not always the easiest thing to do Mm -hmm. unless you are absolutely love your career, and that would be great if we all 100% loved every single aspect of what we have to do. But the majority of the time, you know, I'm in sales. I hate the busy work. I hate the paperwork. If I could hire somebody to do just the paperwork – That would be great, but I don't make enough money to hire somebody to do just the paperwork. It's just, it's a fact. Those are revenue generating things. I have to write contracts. I have to, you have to sit down and sign leases. I'm sure that you would much rather be in, you know, helping them lay out how they're going to design something or, you know, not in your brain. I don't know what your favorite aspect of things are, but you know, there are certain things that we love, but often those are not necessarily the revenue generating tasks. So, so here's, here's a great question, like, what do you think that the greatest challenge that you have had since becoming an official business owner and moving completely, having you and your partner move away from being the W2 employees, both of you, what do you think that that greatest challenge really has been?
0: Obviously, it's going to be the unknown, right? We don't necessarily, we know that we're both very employable. If we're really fearful, we always could go back and get jobs. And that's, you know, not worst case scenario, but it's an option. For us, it's all of the risk that's on our shoulders, right? And I think that's with anyone who's an entrepreneur or a small business owner, because for example, you know, we went to our, and we have to have good partners. So we went to our insurance agent. We said, Hey, poke holes in our policy, make sure we're good to go. We're about to take the sleep. We want to look good, you know, and make sure that we have everything buttoned up. And then there was construction in front of our building. They didn't divert the water correctly. And then we had a flood. And now six of our tenants have water in every single unit and we're full in the building. So we have nowhere we can move people. Um, and so all of that came onto us. and then. Insurance didn't cover it because the insurance agent didn't do his role, and he didn't. In reality, we could get stuck in the trenches and get upset. And for a while, you know, it takes a couple of weeks, and we're we're in it trying to get tenants running as best as they can so they can be profitable. But it's on our shoulders, and you just have to navigate. But what we and we just had something similar happen again. Um, but looking up and out and kind of having the ten-year mindset helps Right, it's like okay, this is the whirlwind of today, but this is just short lived, and we know we'll get through it. And we're we're healthy, we're you know capable, and it just kind t- of shift of like this didn't happen to us; it just happened in our business. If that makes sense,
1: right? When you when you don't look at yourself as the victim, yeah, um you take the mindset of it's not I'm not the victim here. I'm just you know. Part of the circumstances of of the situation, Mm -hmm. and then you, it's much easier to push through to make the next right move in order to get, I guess, through the day. Because I'm sure that there was hard days when that was was taking place.
0: Well, and we we take it very very personally because we want our tenants, you know. We, we keep it small intentionally because we do like that relationship with them. We don't wanna have, you know, millions of square feet and a bunch, you know, we're not a corporation. That's why people like renting from us. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, we're problem solvers and every day there's gonna be problems and things that you can't predict. But instead of going to formal training on commercial real estate, we just kind of jump in because you'll learn on the job. And that's with anything that people do, you'll figure it out. And as long as you're passionate about it, you'll overcome it. And I think that's just kind of our mindset where everything is solvable. You just have to figure it out one way or the other.
1: That's awesome. So now that you've been through this experience, I am assuming that you have reassessed your insurance agent and had somebody else, you know, go through and try to poke holes in that policy again, learn from your (laughs) mistakes and push forward.
0: Exactly. And honestly, you can't insure yourself out of everything, right? It's not, or hey, if I pay a million dollars insurance, everything will be fine. It's just now making sure having reserves and knowing that everything we're doing, we're not overwhelming our schedule. So when something does happen, we can pivot, right? Hey, you know what? This We have our goals for the year, but we'll have to push those to Q3, Q4. And that's no different than any other business or personal goals, it's just having that mindset of this is acceptable and this happens, and you know, we'll get through it. So, what do you
1: foresee? You know, obviously, I think that, it, that there's no secret that everybody is looking and seeing a shift in the the world, the economy right now. You said that you're looking at the ten year goal, right? So, what do you what do you see here in your Two years in your five years in your ten years, as far as how things are going to be, and you don't have to get specific. I'm not asking you to lay out your life, but I mean, when you look out at that, what do you what do you see?
0: So, what's interesting enough in interview questions, especially when you're looking for a job, they always ask that. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> and what what it's such a common question, and they always want to see you know what do you have a brain on your head or you, you know, do you want to become the CEO? Do you have realistic, or are you just fine where you're at? Um, but I don't like that question. And the reason is anytime I look back in my life, two years ago, five years ago, I never could have predicted where I'm at. I never thought I was going to leave my W-2 this soon. I never thought, you know, we both would be focused on this, um, but we are. And so I love the quote that is pessimists complain about the noise when opportunity is knocking at the door. And I love it because it's it kind of encompasses what we're just gonna lean in, you know. We we kind of put ideas out there, opportunities come up, we're like, you know, I don't really know much about that, but hey, why not let's jump in and we'll figure it out because we just always will. So, you know, as we transition to the commercial side, we love it. And I think that's where for us it's the you know, where do we see ourselves? We're going to keep mastering our capabilities, but if a new opportunity comes up, we're going to jump on it. And we always say we're done buying real estate, but I think we're addicted to it um, because when you find a good deal and you know you can make a difference and help more people, it's addicting and difficult not to say no. Um, so yeah, with the, I mean the world you can't control the world. You can control yourself, You control what's going on. Um, there's always going to be new people who are successful in no matter what economy that's going out there mm-hmm. and what's going on in the S and P 500 is not what's happening in the small business world. You know, it's different challenges. And so again, it's remaining optimistic. Like we're going to get through it. Um, people are going to be successful. Someone's going to make money hopefully a lot of people make money on it. Um, and I don't know. It, like I said, positive mindset, I guess, is kind of our mind where we're going to keep leaning in. And the big shift now is to actually enjoy life because we only get one body and one life and young kids. And so we're going to try to schedule in our time for once because we didn't do that for the last, you know, eight years.
1: You know, and it's, it's something I heard actually today um, that you can't, um, you can't control what's going to happen, but you can... Mm-hmm. And you do have the ability to influence your immediate surroundings and your immediate project. You have the ability to influence it, but not control it. Mm-hmm. And that's all that you can do. And 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 I completely again, I am yeah, I am a recruiter by trade. So am I asking? <laughs> <laughs> the question that, you know, um, yeah, I didn't even realize I'm asking an interview. Um, but, you know, and and it is, you know, people do, they want to know, like, hey, are you going to do this for the next? Um, but you're right. It, it's, it's one of those unknowns. Like today, where do I see myself in the next? Well, I would see myself here. But if somebody were to come up or if I were to win the lottery tomorrow, obviously my entire world would probably, well. Maybe not me, because I'm not one of those people who is like, oh, I just want a million dollars. I'm going to quit my job. I'd probably invest it. Nothing in my life would change. But for some people, they'd win the lottery, quit their job, and go on a major vacation. And then in a year from now, they'd have no money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that you're right. That question is not necessarily a valid one. But I loved your answer, because you are a true entrepreneur. You're the true You know, you have the spirit of a true entrepreneur of I'm going to lean in and I'm going to ride the roller coaster of whatever comes next. And you've got the itch of an entrepreneur, which means that, hey, I found the passion. I found what I love doing and you've become addicted to it. And that's awesome. I I learned long ago, I tried to leave my industry. I tried to leave the staffing industry. I'm like, okay, kind of done with this. And it just kept wooing me back and wooing me back. And I just can't, I'm addicted to it. I love it. There's aspects of it that there's some days I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do the grind anymore. But then for some reason, you, you, you know, when, once you find your seat at the table and you're like, yep, this is the table I'm supposed to be sitting at. Sometimes it's really hard to leave it because you're like, yeah, these are my people. This is where I belong. I have found my circle. And then other times in life you go, well, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to try a different food. I don't know if that analogy made any sense. But that's awesome. Um, I, I, you know, I applaud you for digging in and you know, taking control of, of what you can control in your life and enjoying what you're doing um, and finding a, a work-life balance that, that works for you and your family.
0: still getting there i don't know if there's ever truly the balance out there especially you know the the saying that entrepreneurs work 80 hours a week so they don't have to work for someone else 40 hours a week right there's a lot of weeks like that um but at the same time you know it it fills your cup right like you're saying it fills your cup even if you're working hard and there's chaos and there's busyness and you're like well i don't like this part but overall you get that sense of satisfaction
1: and when i say work-life balance i don't necessarily mean that you're balancing hey here I'm, I'm working and i i have this great time where i'm i'm with my family and i'm not thinking about i'm talking you know work-life balance means whatever it means to you mm-hmm. doesn't it i mean for everybody it's different and you know there's other people i've talked to this season um, who have a completely different understanding of what that means to them and yeah. hey t- I'm not here to judge. Um, My husband yells at me all the time because, you know, I bury myself in my podcast during my, when my daughter's sleeping is really the only time I have. She's four. So (laughs) otherwise it's mommy, mommy, mommy. But I mean, that's, it's my happy place, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you have a happy place and you've struck that with your husband and your kids and there's some sense of and I'm going to go back to the first episode of the season when Andy wines talked about alignment, as long as everything in your life is got some form of alignment and is lining up where you can have the things that you want. And there's going to be weeks that you have to shove the dog in the crate and go, okay, I'm running away from, sorry, Mm -hmm. that's a reference to what we were talking about before, you know, before we started this anyways.
0: Well, one of the things you mentioned, though, of like, you know, where do I see myself? I, Al is not a fan of the the goals. He doesn't like the word. He doesn't like the concept of it. So I say, OK, let's put crazy ideas out there and, and just write them down because I love the idea of the power of attraction and you put it out for the universe. And it's probably just a mindset where you're now ready to receive all of these different concepts but we just found a notebook that was probably six years ago. And we had something like su- pay off our house within 10 years and buy a lake house and do X, Y. And there's like three or four things. And we looked at them like, oh my gosh, check, check, check. And when we wrote this down, I was like, okay, who's gonna do that? Like, this is all not gonna happen, but we put it out there. And so our subconscious mind is extremely powerful. And without even looking at the notebook, cause we were just cleaning up the basement. We're like, yeah, it happened. Um, and so those type of big crazy ideas, I love putting them out there and just hey, now that we've built the world the, you know a life that neither one of us have to count our PTO days or our vacation days, now we need to live it. Now we need to fully take advantage of it and, and go on trips with our kids, ourselves, you know, and just go play tennis on a Tuesday. I don't know. we, we need to schedule that into our lives and make it happen.
1: And that's I, I'm a full believer in what you put out there um that that you need to put out there what you want into the universe that Mm -hmm. and again i think i i've already said this that when we were talking about you know accountability that saying it out loud that that makes it that makes it real even if you are looking in a mirror and you're saying it to yourself it needs to be spoken it written down Mm-hmm. because you're you're I th- I almost feel like you're you're not trying to trick your brain but you're telling or you're conditioning your brain to say this is what needs to happen this is what I want this is what I hope this is what mm-hmm. I plan and it's 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 reinforcing the things that you want or that you think about in your own head but now you're you're saying them you're throwing them out there to the universe that's why people have what are those boards dream boards or me- or Goal vision, bo- board. vision boards. Yeah. That's why people have vision boards because it's, you know, you, you're you putting it out to the universe. You're making it real. You're making it, you know, something that, that you can physically see, touch, and remember. Now, I don't have a vision board, but I definitely regularly will say, uh, you know, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to accomplish on a daily basis. I'm a true believer in that kind
0: of thing. I have a funny story about vision boards. Yes. So I'm a real estate agent on the side, um, just for friends and family and for ourselves, kind of helping them save money and because it is my passion, mm-hmm. um, navigating the, the chaos of real estate acquisitions. And so our team, we did vision boards and I brought the magazines home and said, Al, let's do you have to do one too. And so now they're hanging up, you know, upstairs, or we see them every morning. But the placement I put of certain things, of places I wanted to travel, spend more time, family game nights. One of them was Bora Bora. And I wrote, why wait, just the concept of like, why wait of like, just do, you know, take action. Well, then now we're going to Bora Bora this fall. So it was like, just because of the placement of the words, I'm like, well, that's not what I meant by it. It just fit nicely in the board, but maybe my subconscious kept seeing it. So it's booked this fall and we're going to make it happen. So. Right. I don't know.
1: And it, yep. again, subconscious or not or whatever yeah. it might be it doesn't happen unless it's at the forefront of your mind right mm-hmm. it it just doesn't like it's easy to forget things my husband will mention like we should book this trip and six months later he's like we should book this trip and if we don't do it another six months goes by and i'm like why didn't we ever book that trip yep because it, we just kept forgetting and it and it's but it's the same with you know Hey, did you schedule our daughter's dentist appointment? Oh, no, I forgot today. And then a month goes by and I'm like, oh, my God. She's due for – a month ago, she was due for her dentist appointment. you know. And again, I'm minimizing it a little bit, but it goes with everything. So now we have a list of like schedule this, schedule this. And every day we check off even the little things like I need to get my car into the dealership. I need to do this. Well, why not with the big things? I want to go and, to Disney World.
0: And you need to time block that. And I think that's where time blocking or having like, what are your big things? Do them the first thing in the morning. The concept of like, eat the frog in the morning because that's the worst thing that's going to happen to you all day. I think that's a Mark Twain quote. And that's where focus on those big things, not just for your profitability of your business, but for your life too. And maybe that's where you have kind of what's the hey, this is important, but not urgent. And it's going to completely fall off the radar if I don't do it now.
1: And that's, and that's, you just completely hit home with me on that one. Business owners, individuals like you, brilliant when it comes to, you know, you, you are a true entrepreneur. I can tell because you have that, you have that drive, you have that passion when you talk about it, when you when you were excited to leave your W-2 job and jump in, talking about leaning in. But business owners get so wrapped up in, I need to make the business work. I need to take care of my custor- customers. I'm passionate about my customers. All of those key terms, those are where all of a sudden in a year from now, when I talk to business owners, they look back and go, crap, I forgot to take care of me. And so the number one mistake that you see in really successful business owners or entrepreneurs or, and not just business owners, but really successful employees, even W-2 employees, is that they become wildly successful and then two, three years goes by, four years goes by and they go, oh my gosh, I'm so burnt out. Or their mental health is waning because they are taking such great care of all their clients and everybody loves them and all of a sudden this person drops off the face of the earth and all their clients and their friends are going, what happened? I mean this person was was burning at both ends but that person forgot in the whirlwind of being wildly successful to take care of themselves because they were so wrapped up in making sure that everybody else was happy and you hear about it and you see it too much.
0: I'm definitely guilty of that too. And I think that, you know, that's why I said 2020 burnt me out. You know, I was working all hours of the night trying to just fulfill every, all of these different roles that I'm trying to juggle. And I didn't even know the amount that I'd put on my shoulders. And a lot of people said it's like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, I just do it. I don't have an option. Like there is, what other options are there? And so I think that's where now I'm still terrible about, you know, personal care and time and whatnot, but we're trying, right. It's mm-hmm. always progress, not perfection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, I think that's, you know, it's taking probably a little bit more time to, to get into a good groove. Cause I don't want to burn out in this role. I don't, I'm trying to set those boundaries and those, the, you know, the, the limits. So I have time to be a person because you only get one body and one life. Right, And I teach my kids that and I say it all the time. I'm like, eat healthy so your body treats you well so you can do all the fun stuff that you want to.
1: And and I'm doing the same thing. I'm giving my daughter fruit and vegetables and then I'm realizing that on lunch, I'm, you know, oh my God, I haven't eaten anything and I'm grabbing a pizza and I'm going, what am I doing to myself? Like, I'm shoving healthy food down my daughter's throat and she's fighting me and fighting me and I'm going, well, you got to eat your carrots. It's good for your eyes. You got to eat your... And here I am grabbing pizza for lunch. And I'm like... I am not showing her. I am preaching to her, Mm -hmm. and no, no wonder she's fighting me on it so much. The whole idea of work-life balance is we preach, we don't show. But and I'm not blaming companies. There are a lot of companies out there that just let their employees do it. Just continue like, oh, you want to do it? Okay, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when that employee finally says, "Man, I got to take you know a week or two off." The, the company goes, whoa, 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 what do you mean? No, sorry, I, c- I can't give you two weeks off. Well, yeah, but I haven't uh, I haven't really taken much time off. Yeah, but we, we really need you around. And that's all of a sudden become this, now we have a, a new world that people are going, nope, I'm demanding it. I, I need at least you know two, three weeks vacation time. Or you have companies who are going to unlimited vacation time saying, nope, take care of yourself. Because I don't want you around if you're gonna burn yourself out. It's awesome.
0: Yep, and there's something to be said too about like sabbaticals because there are companies who did that. I had maternity leave twice, and I was off for medical for a reason too. And you come back and you just come back with a clear head. Mm-hmm. And it's you know as long as you take a long enough vacation, it's the same way where it's similar to when we're in the trenches with our business now. You're in it and you're just trying to turn away and it's like, well, when you're gone for a while, it's like, oh, that stuff didn't get done, but it wasn't that important. So you just reset of what actually is important because there's always gonna be a million things to focus on in any sort of business or company and taking the vacation just helps you reset and be more productive and and spend your time more wisely. I think that is a big shift now with people going to the office some days and working from home some days. And that's why for the office space, People don't want to be in their own same four walls anymore. Mm-hmm. They, they like to be in their home and have the flexibility, but they don't, they want to go and communicate with other people and talk to someone down the hall and, and have that dynamic because we are social creatures. That's just how we are. And, but maybe you limit it a little bit. Maybe you don't have to do it every day, um, but just to be, also collaborate and have ideas. So a lot so, of good, you know, original ideas and new ideas are just from casual conversations.
1: So tell me a little bit about that, kind of, let's, let's circle back to your office space. I've had the opportunity to have a tour of it, and it's, you have a, well, of the one in Brookfield, it's a yes. beautiful space, and um, you've showed me some of the updated spaces that you've just recently, you know, done for, it's an absolute beautiful space, and then you also have a very large, like, um, conference room. Mm-hmm. um. Tell me a little bit about, you know, if somebody was looking for space, you know, how you're able to kind of pivot to remodeling that for them or tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So some tenants come in and, you know, they know I want individual offices. So people to be able to work in it, conference rooms, you know, we have a lot of lawyers, insurance doctors in our building um, and they'll come and say, hey, I need a conference room this size. Can we tear out this wall or build this here? Or if they wanted a little more modern, having more of the glass walls that can easily be put in. Um, we even have a podcast studio in our building. And, you know, it just everything is possible. And Al is fantastic at making it happen. And sometimes, you know, I say, hey, put your hopes and dreams out there. Let's see how much it would cost. And then, you know, you can pay for upfront or we can build it into your lease. Um, but a lot of times it's an amazing location right across from Brookfield Square Mall. So easy access to the freeway and, you know, Moreland and Blue Mound area. And we are a little bit different. We're not the building that has fountains in the lobby. We are not ones that are going to, you know, because they're expensive. You know, we're focusing on other business owners who say, hey, I need a space that is, you know, easy for my customers to find me. And I want it to be perfect so we can run our business, but I don't want to pay 25 to 50% more for these other things, you know, they're just, and there are people who can, you know, there's a place for that, right? The A plus beautiful buildings with the ponds. That's not who we are. We're a little bit more, Hey, what do you need? Let's make it happen for you and and focus on running your business. Because similar to what you're saying with burnout, if a business isn't profitable, it's not going to stick around. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get your expenses under control, that's you know step number one to finally actually paying yourself and and taking home a, you know some profit at the end of the year hopefully for these businesses um but we have suites anywhere ranging from you know 400 square feet all the way up to over 3,000, um and it's it's fantastic i have a, a little joke that I, I definitely at the next brookfield chamber i need to bring it up is you know uh, you can go first you know for maybe you were looking at your credit union statement these are all people in the building and you realize that someone's been sent too much on shoes or you know um hunting gear so then you go to marriage counseling upstairs and then if that doesn't work then you go over to one of the divorce attorneys and then you have to redo your title insurance with one of the people in the building but first maybe you hired a private investigator just to make sure And then you refinance your loan with the mortgage guy. Like there's so much cross mingling. Oh. And the final one is maybe you have a tattoo with their name on it and now you need to, you don't want that on you. So you can go to the, um, laser, um, meta spa downstairs and and get their name removed from your tattoo. So like, it's just a really cool building. We are very particular about who we put in the building because we want there to be that cohesiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, we want people to work nicely together. Um, we don't want to have that kind of tension or frustration or competing businesses in the sense of being extremely loud or, or that. So, but it's fun because similar to how you get to talk to everyone about their own world and their stories, similar for the business side. And I think that's why we've really gravitated towards it.
1: Excellent. So you've, you've got everything. Wow. You've got a wide variety of different individuals in the building from, uh, you were talking about lawyers. You were talking about, um, laser removal
0: yeah it's like a a med spa and then there's counselors Counselors. and insurance agents so there is quite the variety inside the building and really it's a quiet building I mean Mm -hmm. we're we're getting to almost full of that space as well and eventually I'm going to be kicked out of my office suite probably soon Um, but that's a good thing Mm -hmm. you know it's and we're, we're getting people who are similar to and I say like our people, I mean, like they're kind people, they're positive people, they're, you know, just trying to live their life as well, if that makes sense. People who come in and they're just not happy people and they're mean and they're kind of aggressive. We don't need that, right? If you can not have that in your world, don't have it in your life. You know, you don't need someone bringing you down.
1: Right. That's awesome. 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 Well, hey, I um, would love to talk to you about the question of the season. We are coming to time. And so I want to get to that. Um, I know that you've had an opportunity to preview that question. But um, if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself advice, when would you go back? And what advice would you give yourself?
0: So I'm going to have a caveat that, you know, I, I love where I'm at today. And I don't know if I changed anything, what the rippling effects could be. Um, all of the hard times we continue to face and have faced made us who we are today. But some of the basic things would just be going back to high school probably and be like, start your Roth IRA. Read the book, Simple Path to Wealth. Um, learn about, you know, just so you could be more confident in finance, right, just so you know and kind of take control over that. Because I think that, I wasn't taught a lot of that. And I think I'd be even further along, you know, on my financial independence in my world right now, if I had done that earlier, but really it comes down to, you know, I think a lot of people feel the imposter syndrome, especially when you're starting a business of, well, someone out there is a professional and, and does it better than me. And why should I even try? Because they're just doing it and I can never get to their level, but it's just to have the confidence that, everyone has days that they feel like an imposter and you are doing it. You're doing it well and encourage other people along their journey too, because we're, we're all just doing the best weekend every single day. And, and sometimes you need someone to kind of pick you up and bring you along on the journey.
1: You know, I think that, and I agree. Um, this question is not designed to say that, you know, you would change anything in your current life, but rather, you know, Maybe make it a little easier in a in a certain aspect now, um, but I I think there are a lot of people out there that would go back and say, "Hey, um, when your dad and your mommy say put some money in the bank now, you know, <laughs> do it and invest in your Roth and your IRA accounts." Um, that is the exact advice that I would give myself. <laughs> like, hey hey, when your dad says put your money, you know, save your money, do it. (laughs) Um, That is that is definitely something. But for some reason, um, that advice gets lost on a lot of or at least my generation, your generation um, seem to be lost on a lot of of individuals. And then when we hit, you know, this age, we kind of went, oh, how am I so, you know, I'm not so, but how am I underinvested? Why does everybody keep telling me I'm underinvested? <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I have enjoyed so much having this conversation with you today. It's been an absolute pleasure. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, um, whether it be just to connect with you, um, talk with you more, or to reach out to you about some office space, how would they go about doing that, Whitney?
0: So you can always find me on LinkedIn, Whitney Rakowski, or we do have a website, officeleasingsimplified.com. And I do have to have the caveat is even though I'm from marketing and that's my you know, past life, I'm definitely uh, the culprit of the cobbler's children have no shoes. And my website is not nearly to the level I want it to be at because we focus on everything else, but it's there and the contact information is there. So either officeleasingsimplified.com
1: or LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, again, Whitney, I really appreciate your your time today. It's been a, a really fun conversation.
0: Sounds good. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.